Well, hey, hey, folks, welcome back to another great episode today, zooming in from one of my favorite cities in the U.S. of A, beautiful Austin, Texas. We've got a real estate entrepreneur who's doing great things with short-term rentals, and she's starting to get into developments as well, Ms. Chloe Kwan. Chloe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, my honor to be here. <laughs> well, it's my honor to have you. So, Chloe, tell us, a you've got a really interesting backstory. Tell us how you got into this whole thing, a little bit about your background, what sparked your interest in real estate and how you got started with it. Yeah, so I am originally from South Korea, born and raised. Um, I came here by myself to go to boarding school when I was 12 wow. uh, and then ended up being in Texas. Uh, I used to work in oil and gas and now um, I pivoted you know, after that into tech as a data scientist. So I worked as a data scientist for the last five years and then uh, pandemic hit. Uh, and, you know, I've been doing some, you know, real estate, you know, sort of, sort of construction before renovation, that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I, I got into development. Uh, I started my own company, uh, started building a build to rent model. Uh, okay. So we would convert that, you know, we will build from ground up and then we would convert it into an Airbnb or midterm rental um, as well as event space. Uh, here in Austin, because there's a lot of people moving here or traveling here, right? Um, it's a really fun city, uh, so a lot of people want to want to live here. Uh, and then, you know, um, we are expanding uh, development. So, uh, you know, instead of just doing an infill two-unit development, we want to do more, right? Yeah systemize it and everything. Um, so yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, Airbnb portfolio, development portfolio, um, and then now I'm getting into commercial real estate. Very cool, Chloe. Interesting. Your parents must be very proud of you. You've got Korean parents. I know a little bit about that. Yeah. I married a, I married a Korean. Oh, no way. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Uh, don't ask me to speak Eddie. She's, she's, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't learned any Korean, but I learned a little bit about the Korean culture. I definitely know that, mm -hmm. you know, getting good grades, getting a good job, becoming a scientist that's high up on, on Korean parents list of things to check off. But I'm wondering just out of personal curiosity, mm -hmm. how do your parents feel about your transition into being self-employed as a, as a real estate entrepreneur? Oh gosh. Uh, at first, uh, not great. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. You know, I can parents, you know, they love stability. Right. And I had a great paying job and, you know, they just, you know, they, they couldn't understand they, it at first. I'm sure. yeah. No, no. And they were just really worried, you know, because, you know, you know, going from a paycheck every two weeks to not having, you know, that yes. guaranteed paycheck is, is really different. It's and scary for parents. Yeah, so for scary. sure. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like they had the same um, sort of mindset or attitude when I first, you know, started buying houses and stuff and renovating it. Um, they asked me like, oh, why, why wouldn't you wait until, you know, you get married, you know, let your <laughs> husband make, you know, decisions. And I was like, I can do this too. You know? <laughs> yes. You have become very Americanized, Chloe. So that. Uh, <laughs> That is so interesting. So congratulations, because you know what? That's a whole other hurdle that other people don't have to overcome is, is like that parental pull and that whole, right. you know, that, that whole thing 
that's mm-hmm. in there that just kind of can yeah. hold you back. So I, you, you had to overcome a lot of stuff to, to do what you're doing. So hats off to you for that. Now I'm really interested in the whole build to rent model. Mm-hmm. How did you come across that? How did you discover that? What, what really sparked that? Because it's, it sounds like you're doing kind of the, the renovate, the flip type thing first, were you doing flips or were you, were you doing the burrs? What were you doing before you started doing build to rent? Yeah, but I mean, house hacking first, right? Starting from primary. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just renovations. Um, I love value add projects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can whenever I walk into like, oh, you know, really dilapidated house, like I, it just gets me like excited because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can do this and that and I can design and all that. Um, but I quickly realized having a full-time job and doing a on-site renovation is mm. it's hard because you just, um, you know, when you're renovating, uh, I, I realized that, you know, um, it's, you, you have to be on the job site almost every day, uh, in order for you to really be effectively managing the project, right. Um, without having someone there, uh, even if you have the greatest instructions and everything, um, it just doesn't work is yeah. what I realized. Right. So I had to, um, find a way, uh, that I could, have a full-time job and still do these, you know, other projects that made sense. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, people would be very surprised to, if you have never done development, you would, you would think that it would actually take a lot longer time than actual renovations, right. Or flipping. But in reality, um, it was actually way better for my schedule because, um, you can, effectively schedule things around your day job. Right. Mm. Um, I mean, I did have a, but plus you're not actively the one building this stuff. Exactly. You, you're contracting that out. Yeah, exactly. The builders, but you know, um, I, I really also realized you also have to manage the manager sort of say, yeah. even if you have a builder in GC, like I was very hands-on the entire process. Um, one, because I, I wanted to at some point outsource by having creating systems and processes, right? And so it was really important for me to understand what, what mm-hmm. everything went, went into um, development. But, you know, it's just uh, at the end of the day, it's your project, right? No one's going to care about your project as much as you do. Mm-hmm. And so um, as well as the budget, right? Um, I'm, I'm coming from the mindset of an <clears throat> investor where I am not, you know, buying $100 per square foot tiles, right? I'm, right. I'm sourcing it myself. That's why I, you know, we were on the budget and not over budget like most other development projects because um, it's very easy to do. So how, how many of these smaller development projects have you done so far chloe at this point uh two and then nice yeah nice and you've turned so you've built them uh are they both single family homes or small multis and you're doing pardon me single family houses single family and you're renting them out as airbnbs or medium-term rentals um both so um when because you are designing from the scratch right um so you have um you know the land that you work with and then you can design whatever right um it's really up to you right so what was important for for me was um you know having enough flexibilities and enough exit strategies that whatever happened in the market um you can still you know uh, cash flow at least right um right. and so for it, it was really important when when you know the designing process included that sort of options for for the future and you know it actually worked out because you know i knew that 
you know, we are in a cyclical cycle, right? Real estate is cyclical. Um, mm -hmm. We were having, you know, this great, you know, bulls run for 12 years. And I knew, I mean, it had to end at some point, right? It was too right. good to be true, right? So or at least slow down. Yep. Or, yes. Yeah, exactly. And so um, having flexibility meant that in terms of designing, um, I wanted to have option of either doing Airbnb. If I wanted to sell it, I could also sell it as, as a single family house. If mm -hmm. I wanted to rent it out, say it's a, our, you know, the, one of the houses two, two, uh, you know, every house and every floor has an exterior staircase with the door so that you can effectively rent, you know, one unit as two units, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're purpose built, Yep. They're single family homes right now, but they could be very easily converted into a duplex. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, but it's it's interesting because Austin is a different market than I think a lot of other markets. We are okay. very, um, you know, there's a lot of demand for people wanting to move here, but yeah. it's not not always big families moving, meaning like it could be like a single person, right. a nomad, it could be, a, you know, traveling nurses or maybe a couple, right? So they don't need a, you know, four bedroom, three bathroom that a lot of, of other markets not. have. We have, we need single, you know, bedroom houses, right? Um, and that's the one that rents the best. So those are, you know, so now one of the houses is completely midterm rental. Um, the other house is Airbnb, you know, just whatever the market demands, you know, at least we have an option to, to um, do that. Very good. Yeah. So what are your plans moving ahead, Chloe? What do you, what do you, if you could wave the realistic magic wand, mm -hmm. where do you see things going over the next year or two for you? Yeah. So I uh, am, I've always been interested in commercial real estate um, because I love the idea of scaling and I well, love that. Well, a commercial can mean many, many different things to many people. What does it mean to you? Yeah. So um, for commercial, what really excites me, um, and it's partly because of, you know, my other passion, which is um, my background is in data science, machine learning and AI and mm. technology in general, I think is really exciting when you leverage that with the rest of the real estate. Right. So um, however that looks in, 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 in commercial real estate. So like, for example, right now um, I'm focusing on buying self-storages and retail centers. Right. Okay. And um, those one, you know, especially self-storage, a lot of times, you know, a lot of, um, uh, facilities when uh, unmanned, uh, yeah. meaning over COVID, you couldn't have anybody there renting right. it out physically. So um, they started, you know, employing a lot of technology so that you employ call centers, you could uh, have a remote management, right? You can have everything done over a website and a phone, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of hiring someone on site, um, things like that, you know, digital marketing, all that is really exciting because that means that you can reduce your expense ratio and also be able to scale uh, at a at a greater speed. So now, did you say you also you're interested in retail commercial? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that seems to be something a lot of people are very scared of these days, especially over right. COVID and whatnot. What what's your insight into that space? Yeah, so that space, um, you know, I always believe that you have to leverage other people's expertise if you don't know, <laughs> like yeah. if you're a, a first going in. Uh, so I have a mentor. Um, she is a woman uh, like me, um, and she owns a commercial real estate, I mean, brokerage. And um, their specialty is retail. So they've been doing this for a while and I'm partnering with her to uh, essentially start a, 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 um, you know, a commercial real estate fund mm -hmm. um, or, or JV either way. Um, but, you know, they have that, that expertise of placing tenants in, uh, finding 
the stabilizing assets and all that. So, you know, I'm like, let's do it. You guys you know, know they've got it. a track record. They know what they're doing. Yes. They've got a yes. niche. Yes. It's probably yes. A, a different twist on that, that whole, um, that right. whole side of the commercial side of things. Very cool, Chloe. So as far as capital goes mm -hmm. with the projects that you've done so far, have you self-financed or have you worked with joint venture partners or investors? What, what have you been doing so far? Yeah. So I have had joint venture partners and then also passive investors. So mm -hmm. um, runs a gamut of things. And um, yeah, it's really exciting. I actually love uh, partnering with other people uh -huh. uh, because I just, you know, um, so I, during COVID, I was really, uh, you know, I was really isolated um, and I really wanted like a community of people. So I ended up creating a, like a woman real estate investor group here in Austin. Hey, smart. Yeah. So what, yeah. do, what does that look like? Is that online or do you guys meet Physically, well, if you did it in COVID, it was all online, obviously. But right, yeah. yeah. So, um, what do you, what do you, what when you say a community? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. So, uh, it's first started online, so like as a Facebook group, yeah. and then, um, and then once uh, we could meet in person, um, the the properties that I developed, uh, and one of them is an event space oh, uh, nice. and an Airbnb. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's where we meet in person. Um, and then, you know, sort of everyone shares their real estate journey and what they are looking for, right? Yeah. If they can partner with each other. And I actually found some partners there uh, who wanted to partner with me. Yeah, like I bought a, a house in Florida, a beach house in Florida, did a live-in renovation, you know, last year uh, with the partner and things like that. And it, it, that was really fun um, because, you know, I, I'm such a big proponent of partnering with other people. Um, I, I just think it's, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And starting your own group is, is fantastic. And yeah, I was, I was just talking with one of our clients and mm -hmm. he's doing really well with doing these monthly get together kind of things as well. Mm -hmm. Do you get together with your group on a monthly basis or how often do you get together? Yeah. Monthly basis. Um, we, I tried to have like more of a, uh, like a speaker education mm -hmm. event style because um, because they are primarily women. And what I realized, uh, is that, um, a lot of women, they, um, are not getting into the, the game, so to say, because they are fearful. And I think that fear is based on lack of education. Right. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I think a lot of times, um, you know, I think we, as women, like we, we need to see other people do it. Um, and that's how I got started. That's how I overcame my own fear. Right. And so I think it's just important to see other people doing it in different ways and different styles, different backgrounds. Right. Um, yeah. And then we're just, you know, learn, learn from each other, um, partnering with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, also I want to have uh, different, you know, project opportunities for people if they want to invest in, in, in real estate. Um, so, and, you know, it's, you know, like, I'm sure, you know, it's like, you know, people invest with other people who they know and like, and trust, right. Exactly, and yeah. uh, what, what better way than, you know, um, you know, offering services, right. However, however I can help you to support, and you don't obviously don't have to invest with me, but um, invest any, anything, right. Get mm -hmm. into real estate, right. Um, it will uh, you're, you're going to be one step closer to your financial freedom for you and your family, you know? And I think that's just a, that's just a, a mission that I want to, to live by. No, that's wonderful. No, my, I grew up around women in real estate. Amazing. My mother was a real estate investor way back in the 1970s and eighties wow. 
before there was yeah. anything. And plus in a small town in Canada. So there was zero support group or, or cohort for her, but it's really interesting. Like I never even considered that it was a male dominated thing or, yeah. or whatnot, just because my mom went out and did it and built up a portfolio of around 50 rental units at, uh, uh, at that time. And amazing. unfortunately the, the financial crunch of the eighties put a quash on that, but she, she did some pretty amazing things, uh, way back in the day. So I always tip my hat to, you know, to, uh, people who are supporting women in real estate. It's, it's very, very important. So Chloe, what are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome so far in your real estate journey? What would you say have been the, the big things that kind of got in your way earlier on? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges I experienced uh, was when I got into development, right? Uh, the first project I actually built a uh, with my me and my uh, JV partner um, our own money, right? Mm -hmm. But and then so you know like because it's a under our personal names, uh, you know we had to sort of. I mean they were looking for track record basically. Mm -hmm. I mean why would they give us you know a million plus dollars of loan to you know people who's never built before, right? right. So which is understandable. Um, and I had to call like. I, I want to say hundred banks in like two months, oh, wow. no one will, you know, uh, give us a chance. So I just kept calling. I got really good at pitching our, our project. Right. And then yeah. finally some bank took a chance on us and, you know, here we are. Um, wow. Yeah. That that's persistence. Big challenge. Right. Yeah. yeah. Getting into the game without a, an experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was a big challenge. So well, you overcame that challenge. Knowing what you know now, if you were doing it again, is there anything that you'd do differently? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I love the whole process, learned a ton about development, you know, projects and how, how that works, uh, especially in, in the city of Austin. But if I were to do it again, uh, maybe I would partner with someone yeah. who had a previous experience, or maybe they at least had, you know, could guarantee the loan, right? right. Because that was such a challenging process. I mean, I learned a lot of how to talk to banks and all that, which is not, you know, that is so great. Yeah. Um, but also I think we made a lot of, you know, we could have avoided some mistakes, uh, you know, if if I were to partner with some somebody who's, you know, had more experience. Who's experienced already doing that in that market. Exactly, you yeah. guys, come on. Yeah, that's what I always recommend to, to clients that are getting into a new strategy. Like mm -hmm. you already had experience doing one thing, but you're switching into something else Right? is the shortcut is to find somebody who's actively doing what you want to do and go on board. Like in your case, go on board as a capital partner, but not as the typical passive investor. Right. It's the pay to play model. Say, Hey, yes, I would love to bring the capital to the table to do a joint venture with you on this deal. And at the same time, I want to work for you for mm -hmm. free to learn the ropes on how this works. So I would like to pay to play. And a lot of, a lot of people, especially if they, you know, um, if, if you know them through a local group or something like that, they'd be very, very open to that. And you're right. That's, that is a massive shortcut. And then you get their power team you yeah. get their connections at the bank, Absolutely. you get their connections with construction and, and all of that stuff. And it just saves you that whole learning curve. Yeah. So yeah. true. Yeah. So moving ahead, um, any, any 
hiccups that you see kind of coming down the road, anything that, that you see kind of being a bottleneck for you? Yeah. I mean, so the market definitely has shifted. Right. Um, and I, I believe in like the, you know, the, my business model for development. Right. But I think what, um, could be challenging is, you know, now that I'm getting into commercial, uh, space. So we're actively hunting for deals. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I think one, uh, because it's such an uncertain time, there's a gap between the seller's expectations and you know buyer's expectations, right? Meaning the price point uh, has right. not really converged as much as it, it should. Um, so I can see that being a a, a bottleneck, right? Um, because we're doing a lot of like off market, you know, like, you know, reaching out to to these sellers for um, for self storage facilities or for yeah, the so self -storage, yeah. both self storage retail. I mean, we're really flexible as long as the numbers work. Um, yeah. Love warehouses, industrial. Um, maybe stay a little bit away from office. Uh, but you know, we love like you know even but doctor's office like we we love right. Yeah. Um. So I think that deal funnel and how we can, you know, make, you know, uh, make properties and, and, and projects, you know, that makes sense numbers wise, I think that would be um, something that I can see this year and potentially next year being a challenge. Um, yeah. Of course, we will still go out at it, right? Um, there's, you know, I, I believe, I mean, I have a abundant mindset, right? So like, yeah. I think there's a lot of properties out there that, um, that we could get and, you know, um, it's just a matter of us reaching out to the right sellers and then, and then, and then finding them. And what are your plans for the capital side of things? Are you going to be, uh, self-funding these? Are you going to be bringing on partners from your group? What, what are your thoughts about the, the capital side? Yeah. So, um, fortunately we have a list of investors, uh, that are already interested in investing, uh, from, from my mentor side. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of, you know, doctors, lawyers, um, things like that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are still excited about Texas as a, as a market to invest. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people over the last three years, because it was such a hot market, a lot of people just, um, you know, sat on the sideline and their, their money is, you know, um, you know, getting degraded, uh, by the inflation. Right. So they want to place in some asset class, especially something that is recession resistant, like, like self-storage, um, mm -hmm. or anything else that, that makes sense numbers wise. Um, and then also from my, my my point of view, I'm actively meeting with, um, in, you know, potential investors, right? Um, anybody in Austin, uh, you know, I not I'm not just looking for an investor though. Like I do want a network of people who love talking about and interested in real estate because mm -hmm. I love real estate. I love talking about it. Um, you know, all day every day, right? So, um, you know, I just love meeting people. I I love understanding and listening to like their life stories and you know where they came from and what's their goals. You know, for the future. Um, and then anything I can help. It doesn't have to be. You know, like I realize I'm like it's it's not like. I, I try not to come in any conversation with an alternative motive uh, or agenda um, because I just don't think that's uh, where I want to be. Uh, I just want to have developed like a genuine connections with people and help in any way I can. Right. Um, yeah. Other people have helped me, you know, a, a lot yeah, up until now. Oh, that's so. wonderful. That's wonderful. So Chloe, if people want to connect with you and find out more, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so best way would be, um, uh, my, 
email or website or yeah, Instagram. maybe your website. What's okay. what's the best website to reach out? Yeah. So my website is called um, Life Design by Chloe. Um, and uh, my email address, I mean, uh, sorry, my um, Instagram also is a good way to connect. Uh, it's a uh, Chloe Kwan, C-H-L-O-E-K-W-O-N dot R-E. Perfect. Chloe, congratulations on what you've done. And I look forward to hearing about your, your great things in the future. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was great. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care. Talk to you on the next episode.